You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked into the virtual matrix. Please stand by. For the latest in professional wrestling. I am the master of the middle finger. Video gaming. Cheap ass whoopers. Sorry, sons of bitches. And movie entertainment. Beer drinker. I love beer drinkers. And here is your host. All I'm offering is the truth. J.J. Sexy. Who are you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? guys welcome to another edition of unplugged and yeah i'm kind of feeling a little insane in the membrane myself after watching nxt tonight i really don't even know where to begin with (laughs) with my apparent disgust for what i happen to see on nxt tonight um normally at this time i would have a uh a guest co-host which i thought i was going to have this week and uh, apparently i haven't heard from the individual who said he wanted to co-host this week, so looks like I'm going to do this solo one more time, which is fine. But we start NXT off with this challenge, and I will do my best to recap this, but let me be honest, the Justin.TV streams that I had, I went through three or four of them because it seemed like they were either getting shut down or I don't know what was going on, so I absolutely did not catch a lot of uh, what happened tonight. Crelly, if you want to call in and recap it, I know that you were there. Go ahead and give me a call, and we'll do that. I do know they started things off with Matt Stryker in the ring. Uh, from that point, we basically had a uh, a contest, if you will, where they were given a word, and they had to speak 30 seconds about the word that they were given, which... I thought was absolutely insane, quite frankly. Uh, because some of the words that they were getting was just absolutely crazy. You know, stuff like rainbow, uh, bubblegum, just stupid shit like that. I, uh, I, I don't really understand what the point of that was. There's no relevancy. I understand it was to, to get them talking. But the relevancy of bubblegum and rainbows and flowers and professional wrestling means dick all, people. I mean, what the fuck are you thinking with this show? When this show started off, I thought, man, it's it's pretty cool. I have no problem with it. I like the fact that you've got 
NXT rookies and you've got NXT pros. That's fine. But now you've gone and completely fucked the formula up. You started it last week with the stupid keg thing, which means absolutely bullshit in professional wrestling. And yeah, if it sounds like I'm a little pissed off, you're damn right I'm a little pissed off. Well, at least it paid to go see it. And there you heard him, Crelly. I was fixing to intro you, but welcome to the program, Crelly. You were actually at the tapings for both uh, NXT and SmackDown. So mm-hmm. you had mentioned earlier that they did a lot of editing to the, yeah, to the they, crowd. Like they like the crowd was hot all night for uh, for the NXT, the Superstars, and SmackDown. And I, and I said, wasn't it? And it looked like we were dead. Like um, this might be talking a bit forward, but during the um, Wade Barrett Christian match, there was at least four separate chants for Y2J. They got they got they got edited out when when they had the, the backstage segment with um, the the, uh, the uh, Straight Edge Society. The crowd would laugh their heads off. But yet, when they do it on broadcast, there's no sound. It's just very bizarre why they seem to edit the the English crowds, and they and they've been doing it for the last few years. You know, <laughs> like I said, I I really don't understand this whole concept of, hey, let's do this stupid contest where we get to have them talk, blah 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 about stupid shit. Now, like I said, I didn't see what Daniel Bryan's word was. Oh, um, it was. I, I did catch Justin Gabriel, so I missed Wade Barrett as well, I believe. But uh, it just, to me, it was absolute horseshit. Yeah, the crowd were like, the crowd were trying boring, like, and of course they broke out the old what chance whenever someone tried to speak. But I think the best bit had to be when we actually managed to shut up um, Tarba by turning, by turning, who are you? His speech was the best because he, he did a jackal, and apparently Daniel Bryan's word was passion. Well, I would have thought that a word like passion would have done well for Daniel Bryan. Uh, what what did he say exactly? Because I, I like I said, I completely missed that. He didn't actually say much. Actually, like he he actually went off topic, and the only thing he mentioned about passion was that was that he loved England, which got a massive boo. And like it's really weird. The guys that you would expect to be the the, the faces were booed to hell. Like every time they showed da- Daniel Bryan. He was booed, just non-stop, like, it was deafening. And of course, Wade Barrett got a cheer. Skip Sheffield was extremely over with the crowd. You know why he was extremely over with the crowd? Because, especially that promo that he cut where he was talking to the, uh, to the fans there in England, and I think that's really what got him over, because after that, when he was given the other thing, I mean, they practically booed him out of the building. So, I mean, the fact that he played to the crowd is what really got him uh, all those cheers, I believe. And he looks a bit like a sto- like Stone Cold, a fat original Stone Cold. Well, Jack I wouldn't say fat. He looks like a fucking roided out Godzilla version of Stone Cold Steve Austin. But that that whole segment, like, they should just let him cut a promo, or at least give him a wrestling based word. Because the whole idea was that you're going to cut a promo because you've got to learn how to talk talk to to in, in, international fans. Why the flight? Why do we care about what, how they can cut a promo about cereal? I don't know. I was but thinking, like, uh, you know, when they brought the cereal thing, I thought, you know, they could have had some fun with that. But he uh, he completely botched that. Heath Slater doesn't know from one week to the next if he wants to be a face or a heel. I mean, seriously, to go into there, oh, I don't eat cereal. Look at this body. You know, like 
he could have done something better with that. I still think this whole thing is just a, a diatribe. It's all fucking preconceived. Obviously, we knew what they were going to say based on the words they were going to get. And let's face it, uh, from the winner of this challenge, Wade Barrett, pretty much on, I'm pretty sure that it was it was made to be that they knew what they were going to talk about, and they all, you know, kind of blew it. I, I might add that last week I did say on this show that they would need to give someone their own entrance music to make them interesting. And a week, and a week later, they did it. Well, exactly. Uh, you know, Wade Barrett won the challenge, and he now gets his own entrance music. And, you know, like we've said many a times, Crelly, there's always somebody sneaking around listening from the WWE to any of the shows we have on the SNS Radio Network. So it doesn't surprise me that they, they took your idea and ran with it. I want some damn right money for that. I I have it on tape. We have it on record. We, we have it marked in the archives that I said it before they booked it. True that. <laughs> True that. But, you know, and I, for a while there, I thought we weren't going to see any matches. We did actually manage to have three matches tonight, which, you know, weren't bad matches per se. Yeah, Christian Wade, Wade Barrett, that was a decent match. Um, but like I said, the, the crowd were actually just focused on Chris Jericho. Like, they, they were just chanting, Y2J, Y2J. And, we, and the crowd didn't really care for the match until... Jericho got involved by breaking up. I mean, how, how did he get involved? Where did he uh, broke up a pin attempt on that? That led to the finish. It just seems, uh, but like they were hot for um, Barrett, like for him being from Manchester and all. But this whole, it just seems like this whole progress is rookie thing. They've just completely fucked it over, utterly royally. Because yeah. the crowd were too busy chanting for Jericho on the outside, not caring about the match. Well, you know, that and the commentary completely took away from the match. I mean, the fact that we're still getting, you know, and I'll, I'll cover this in a little bit, Michael Cole, uh, you know, more more in-depth when the uh, Daniel Bryan match was going on. But the fact that, you know, Jericho is talking to them. He doesn't have a headset on, so you can barely make out what he's saying. They're spending more time talking to Jericho than they are talking about the action in the ring. To me, tonight was just kind of a cluster all the way around. You know, I, I I don't really understand what the purpose of this is. Seriously, I, I just... This show went from being a decent concept to the stupidest shit you've got on TV for WWE right now. Well, according to reports, I'm not, I'm not, really, I'm not sure if you're talking about everyone, but apparently it's being possibly scrapped, NXT is. You're getting ahead of schedule, Crelly. Shut up. Sorry. We, we will cover Bad that. Tally. We're we're Bad we're going to get there. Sorry. Okay, just chill out. We're talking about this for right now. Okay, we're getting I there. fucked up. I fucked. I'm fired. Okay. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, uh, you know, Wade Barrett gets the win in this first match against. Chris, well, no, excuse me. Wade Barrett gets the loss. Christian gets the win thanks to interference by Heath Slater, which I thought was kind of funny in the long run. That you know Jericho tried to. Uh, help get the interference for Wade Barrett, and Heath Slater did the exact same thing uh, as Barrett was going for his finishing move, his uh, <laughs> his grand finale. Uh, you know, Heath Slater grabbed the legs and allowed Christian to set up the uh, the kill switch, hit it, and boom, you know, Christian wins the match, and uh, Wade Barrett unfortunately loses, in effect, really, to Chris Jericho trying to interfere in the match. And I think, uh, and this is one thing that Michael Cole got correct, the rookies are apparently learning their pros each week. 
Because if you remember a few weeks ago, didn't um, Christian lose when Jericho interfered or someone? And this, and this time they actually had the rookie help the pro. Right. And that's the one thing that, that's the one thing that, that they're doing correct. But like I said last week, they need a change way back finisher. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, you know, it's I, the most go ahead. Retarded move. Yeah, it's just the most like as far as believable as as believable finishers, it's not at all believable. No, I, I would have to agree. It's not a believable finisher. I mean, he is a big guy. He's what six five, what two hundred and I don't know sixty pounds. So I mean, he's got the strength there, but you know, I mean, I would equate that move to the leg drop. I just, I just don't see any any money or any real power in that particular finishing move. And I think he would have been helped out tremendously with rather than maybe an entrance theme, maybe a, a decent finisher. So hopefully we can. Get that settled here in the next, you know, couple of weeks. I'd like to see Wade Barrett pull something else out of the hat because this this finisher to me is just kind of shitty. I would like to see him bring back the old pa- the old power of the punch, brass knucks and all. That's not a bad idea. Power of the punch could be uh, could be interesting. Since he's British and heel, why, why not have Regal kind of give, give him that gimmick? I don't know. Power of the punch. I don't really think he needs it as big as he is. Uh, he just needs a high-impact finishing maneuver. That's all there is to it. He could tr- he could try and nick the old, uh, Matt Morgan's cut move. That one where it's like uh, the, he- the, he- the header. Yeah, but again, why steal somebody else's move? I mean, I, I just I think Jericho has made the point with uh, with talking about Barrett that he wants to see more uh, you know original moves from him, and I think that's something that we could possibly see uh, with Chris Jericho being his pro is maybe they'll whip out some type of uh, new maneuver in the coming weeks. I think he desperately needs one more than anybody else on this roster. I think he needs a better finisher. Yeah. And no, 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 next week, next week they, they, they'll break out a finisher and we, and we called it a week, a week beforehand. And if they do, then uh, more credit comes to us, but you know, is it surprising to you that Wade Barrett would win this contest in his own home country? No. Of course not. Really. not. When, when they started this, I mean, I was like, yeah, Wade Barrett's going to win this. And he did. So it was, it was pretty predictable. Yeah, the, the, uh, the only threat was Skip Sheffield, but that, until they gave him the most of a tidy word. And then the English crowd got bored and just and decided to become a bunch of homers and um, wrote, wrote for their own... Uh, so next we move on actually to uh, what was the second match? William Regal versus Daniel Bryan's in a squash match. And if you blinked, you actually missed it. I actually, I actually almost missed it. I, I went to get a drink um, when um, William Regal came out, came back just to see the, the, the running knee. And you know what? I've I've been trying to say for the, for the last few. Uh, Weeks, give it time, give it time, give it time, and I've been getting like loads of crappy emails saying, "Clear, you're talking rubbish." I think they finally have dropped the ball with this whole losing streak. Yeah, it, it's getting a bit repetitive. I mean, at some point, he's got to start winning matches and you know stop losing uh, every week. It's it's getting ridiculous. But I actually had, I actually had a brainstorm whilst was at the tapings. That statement backstage when it was Miz and Daniel Bryant, when 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 the Miz was basically going, "You're losing matches because you're, because you're egotistical. I'm trying to help you, and you're not listening to me. You think you're bigger than you are." That segment 
kind of made Miz look like the face. Yeah. Going, I'm, I'm trying to help you. So, and I think, and I know I'll probably get crap of this, but Daniel Bryan is, 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 is actually a heel. In some respects, he's being a heel. Believing that he's bigger than the competition. And that he will win it hands down. That's interesting. Uh, looking in the chat room, Latino718 makes a good point. Uh, he thinks that Brian will win his last match in NXT. I think so. I, and I still think that they've got this set up for Daniel Bryan to win this contest just so that this is, this is going to be the guy that's going to be your next U.S. champion. I really believe that they're just having Miz hold that belt right now because he's not defending it. He's holding that belt till this NXT competition is over for Daniel Bryan. You're not going to see a lot of title defenses from The Miz. And rather than go for a big world title shot, Daniel Bryan is going to shock the world and say, nope, I want The Miz, I want the U.S. title. And then on sh- in, you know, in shocking fashion, he'll win on pay-per-view and be the U.S. champion. I mean, Actually, they, have, yeah. they have completely led us to believe this is what's going to happen. Or maybe it's just me thinking that, the way that they're going. It oh, just seems like there's, there's no deviation from this plot. It's going to happen. I don't see him actually winning a match on NXT. I think he'll slowly fall down like the leaderboard. And like each week he'll be the guy just above the guy that gets voted off. And whilst he might be involved in like a few wins, he won't get the pinfall. And and somehow he end up winning it, and Miz will cut a promo going, oh, you can't, you don't want to match WWE, what makes you think you can beat me? And then the Miz will, and then uh, uh, Bryan will win it, win the belt in a, in a quick squash match, probably with a submission. So, so, so his first win in WWE will, will be for the title. I think he's going to win before that, but I mean, you could be right there too. I, I really think that he's going to have to win a match to win this uh, this competition. Seriously, he's got to win more. I think he's going to have to win more than one personally. But you know, I've been wrong before. Well, I think they might like having like having involved in tag matches where his team win, but he he doesn't get the pin. So Miz would be like, you never pinned anyone in at WWE, so why should I fret you? That's a good point. Oh, what was the next match? Um, after the squishy, squishy match. The squishy, oh. squishy. <laughs> what, were they fighting in a swamp? It was the squishy, squishy match of the night. It was. Then we had um, Darren Young versus Luke Gallows in a match that... If Luke Young won, he would be forgiven for his actions on SmackDown, where he refused to join the Straight Edge Society. If he lost, his head would be shaved and he would have to join the Straight Edge Society. And the crowd didn't care for his match either. Well, I mean, the match wasn't a great match. I mean, no offense to Luke Gallows, he, he did his best. And, you know, Darren Young, I wouldn't say he did a bad job in the match, but... This was just kind of a blow-off bullshit match, and for what for what it's worth, they did a decent job. Um, I mean, we all knew that there was no way in hell Darren was going to lose his hair. I mean, he's obviously a marketable chia pet for them, so I I can't see him getting his hair cut and joining the Straight Edge Society. And once again, I called it last week. They will have, they will do the storyline where Gallows gets jealous of the the um, CM Punk and Darren Young. And this will lead, and this will uh, start. Well, it started this week when um, Punk left the ring with with uh, Young with Gallows on, on on the mat. And I think that they will slowly break that, like have Gallows break away from the Australian society, and have Young replace him. Uh, you know, that's that's 
I, I don't see that. I really don't. You don't see the 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 fact like that. Um, was, was like jealous the fact that CM Punk walked out with Darren Young and not him, his first disciple. Yeah, but I don't think Darren Young is going to join the group. If anything, if there's friction between CM Punk and and we saw that really even with the promo when he basically called Darren a punk, and CM Punk kind of looked at him like, "That's my name, bitch." Yeah, that that segment's got tons of laughs, like the, from the live crowd, and yet on TV, none, absolutely none. No, I I think if anything, Joey Mercury will be making his debut, and they'll be kicking Luke Gallows out of the uh, out of that stable, and Joey Mercury will kind of take his his place at Punk's side as the uh, the right hand. Yeah, I, I would actually like, like to see that because. Like always, bits of like Luke Gallows. He does not. He just doesn't have like the look that you need to be on the main roster. Yes, he's a big guy, but sometimes a big a big guy needs a vessel. And I and I know Joe, Joe McAfee is smaller than that, but I think he could uh, have a much more beneficial role in the faction. Yeah, I, you know, I'd have to agree with that. And then plus the fact, the the only guy that um, Luke Gallows could feud with after he leaves. The straight study would be CM Punk, and then possibly go back and feud with Jesse, or he could rejoin but, Jesse. It is true, but I mean, it, it, isn't Jesse, Jesse in a tag team with Jimmy Wang Yang? <laughs> well, I mean, he could he could always go back to his original tag team partner. I I just don't think they would be Jesse and Festus anymore. You know, I mean, Lord knows Jesse needs all the help he can get. You know, being kind of stuck as Slam Master J, which is which is sad considering who that kid is and. What they could do with him? Yeah, I think I just think that they thought because back when it was Jesse Vessus, Vessus actually like looked like uh, he uh, he he could possibly be like a mid card talent and like kind of flirted like like probably the Ethan at all. But since he he's become like the serious character, I just don't see him as marketable as as he was when Vessus. You don't think so? No, because the kids used to love the, the old Festus and um, Jesse gimmick. Now he's just one of those lackeys that no one cares about. I I don't know. I, the, why do you think the kids like the, the Jesse and Festus angle? Because I I don't get that one. Because like I went to a few house shows when when they were like active, and I kid you not, they they got like like the biggest pops at the house shows. Okay. At, and I and I and I just think they, should, in my opinion, they should have left it as Festus and as Je- and Jesse, and probably push him a bit more, considering who Jesse is. But they kind of did need a big man for this faction, so and the only big man on the roster that was free happened to be uh, Festus. Well, believe me, when I first heard that Festus was going to be joining CM Punk, I, I was totally against it. But uh, you know, they actually did surprise me with what they did, and I think he's been a good fit for CM Punk. So. Yeah, well, the the the, the choices were uh, Festus or or um, Big Zeke, and because Big Zeke was in the ECW, they were looking for Festus. And I just, his, in my opinion, his status has just gone down since joining since joining the Straight Edge Society. Because if or when they wake up, I don't think it'd be around for long. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I think CM Punk would go back to uh, probably being a face for the company, and you know, I mean, that's that's it is what it is. Um, 
let's kind of move on to the next match of the night, which I guess that was it, wasn't it? That was all we had. Yeah, just three matches. And then we got SmackDown. Do you want to talk about SmackDown? I mean, what went down, or or like, what do you want um, to do? We can, we can if the chat don't mind. Uh, I don't mind spoilers, quite frankly. I I could care less. Well, since it's your show, you, Clinton, you read you read the damn spoilers. You you post them on Twitter. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I, you know what I'm 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 in a mood tonight to be honest. You know I I'm not in the best of moods. My show prep was kind of cut in half. I thought I had a guest host tonight who apparently you know decided not to fucking show up or not contact me or even answer any of anything I've sent them. So. I'm just really not in the greatest of fucking moods here. So I'll tell you what, Crelly, you run with the spoilers, and I'll sit back and listen. Okay, well, SmackDown basically opened with um, Edge and Chris Jericho. Um, Chris Jericho has been saying how he is the best at what he does, and he botched the, he botched the uh, title of, uh, of Money in the Bank. He goes, Zack Swagger cashed in Money Bank and beat me. To which Craig huh? So he had to kind of recut that promo. This then led to Edge coming out saying, well, I've I've speared you, so I'm next in line for the title. And then, and then, uh, but they both, both agree that the title should not be uh, challenged for by a Raw superstar, aka Randy Orton. This leads to Taylor coming out and going, you know what, you got it right. So tonight we're gonna have a, a, a triple threat match: Jack Swagger versus Edge versus Chris Jericho, and that would be our main event of the evening. Um, next up, we had we had Drew McIntyre who cut a promo on the UK fans, basically saying how he hated him. And and, throughout, and, and I kid not, for as long as he was out uh, um, in, the, in, uh, in the arena, he got a huge Scotland sucks chance. So like, Scotland sucks. Scotland sucks. Which made me laugh, because... Well, Scotland does I'm, suck? Is that what you're going to say? No. It was just funny that he... Uh, I'm not sure if, it, if they caught it on like, camera, but like... It, and it's way during a break, but he did respond to the fan going, "We don't suck. We're better than you." But it was pretty funny. Um, what happens? I've got to put up my notes because I, but I, cannot, I spent like the whole like show like trying to Twitter and take pictures and hold my sign up, and it was epic. But then for some reason it was Drew McIntyre versus Kane. Um, it was a back and forth match until. Um, Drew decided that he that he he had enough of Kane and tried to escape. Uh, when he tried to escape, Matt Hardy for some reason ran out and basically chucked Drew McIntyre back into the ring, which resulted in a DQ. Um, Kane wasn't happy, so he choke slammed Matt Hardy and Drew McIntyre to hell. And my ad, Kane's pyro is bloody hot. Like I was sat pretty far back, and I could still feel the damn pyrotechnics. Really, um, and, and we're, we're talking the the pyrotechnics on the stage, or are we talking from the ring? Both. Um, when it uh, when he came out, like to um, to, uh, to go to the ring, like you'll see on my picture on Facebook where where I was at, and I could feel the um, pyrotechnics from the end from the engine ramp where I was at, and then when he went, uh, and then when he choke slammed um, McIntyre and Hardy to hell. He did his, his little signature, make, make the rings to explode, and that was even hotter because it was closer to me. Next up, we had Dolphy Ziggler, basically come out and 
cut a sarcastic promo saying, I'm sorry that I beat up Josh Matthews. I've, to- I've been told to apologize. Blah, 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 blah. Those words were not mine. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah, it, 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 was a, it was a great promo. Next up, we had um, Del Ziggler facing R-Truth. Um, it, was a, it was a good match. Um, Ziggler apparently had now broken out the old sleeper hold, and he put Zig- um, Mis- Mr. R-Truth to sleep. Um, and, do, and for some reason, during the tapings, they kept showing the damn WrestleMania 26 video package. Really? Not sure why. Yeah, they sh- they showed it about six times, six times in three hours. Well, I mean, they have to let people know they just had WrestleMania, and they want you to buy the DVD when it comes out, and they want to refresh it in your mind that there's something going on there, and that's that's the main purpose behind, you know, six times. And one, and one cool thing, they showed the old the old uh, the old Spider-Man vs. War, um, um, Albert. And there, and there was actually a chant for for Josh Nader, which I, which I found funny. Yeah, Josh Nader was over was underrated there. You know, it's, I I actually think they had those characters. THQ had their own thing that they made uh, like for PS3. I think it was like mm. THQ Group or something, and you could go and you could actually download all those characters that were in the commercial that they had they had made. And also, I hate the woo chants, little kids. They go to the damn thing. They woo and have no idea what it means. Like, I'm I'm not sure that's maybe they went to tapings, but what they do that they like dim the lights just before like a, like a match comes on. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. And as soon as they dim dim, dim the lights, woo woo, and I, and I felt like shooting them all. I felt like I felt like kind of the audience and just going around punching little kids. But well, that that might get me in a bit of trouble. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there, there's laws against that, you know, I mean, it's different wrestling because it's a storyline and nobody ever really gets arrested, but, you know, yeah, you go down the neighborhood punting little kids, it's probably not a good idea. Now, the, the, the next match, <coughs> sorry, I'm, I'm trying to look at here, next match was Michelle McCool versus Mickey James, and I find it quite funny, Ma- Maria moaned a few weeks ago uh, when, when, she got, when she got released that, um, that, that the Divas were never given time. This match went for ten minutes, and it wasn't like one of your normal let's pull, let's pull each each other's hairs match. It was actually a fantastic match, and I'm uh, and I would call it match match of the night. A ten minute deal match between Michelle McCool and Mickey James was a fantastic. Wow, that's and, that's crazy. And this might be, and uh, I'm not I'm not high and or drunk. But I recommend that, that that you actually get to watch that match because it was actually showing the uh, like the fans that Divas can actually do something. And a side note, uh, there there was a a, a small swine through swine through frog splash time I got started in my little area. Very uh, nice, <laughs> and uh, and I think I know who started it. Yeah, uh, don't know that. There's some weird British kid going around promoting his, his website, but who knows? <laughs> you know, I was just um, read, I was looking in the chat room really quickly, and uh, this was something I kind of wanted to cover, and, and you mentioned it earlier. Uh, <clears throat> with the Sci-Fi Channel picking up SmackDown, which we covered last night on Wrestling News Live, 
I still think, and, and I completely disagree with Trey, and, and I'm with Walkie on this one, I think it's a bad move because there's a lot more sci- science fiction geeks out there that are not into professional wrestling than there are people that watch the sci-fi channel for both. And I think that moving this product to sci-fi on a Friday night when you've already got a pretty good lineup of some really good sci-fi shows is going to kind of kill their ratings on Friday night. I'm sorry. I just I know the wrestling fans will, will come back in and, and start watching again, but I think it's a bad move, and uh, we'll just have to see what, that, what happens with that. But the point that I'm trying to get to is that with them taking SmackDown on the Sci-Fi channel in October, it looks like NXT is getting the boot. NXT is going to be basically gone. And I've heard a rumor that apparently it's, it's going to Bravo. Now, I'm not sure how big that is in America, but here, the Bravo channel is the most useless channel. It's the channel that TNA, in fact, used to air on. Uh, hang on a second. Grash in the chat room says I'm way off base. Why don't you call in Grash and tell me why I'm way off base? I would like to hear, please, why I am off base on this. It is my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Okay. My, that, 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 it's just a rumor that... Uh, that Bravo are going to pick up SmackDown is not confirmed. What is not confirmed? Um, that uh, that NXT is going to uh, Bravo. Well, it's just a rumor. Well, yeah, there is a rumor going around that that's that's the case. I think they're just going to like let it go. The phone number is five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven, or you can add uh, Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype. But yeah, I'll take calls. I want to know why I'm why I'm off base. Yeah, uh, I'm not really like I'm. I might be one of like these people that, but I don't really give a flying fuck about ratings. Like ratings don't really affect me. Like as long as I enjoy the product, I honestly could not give a crap if it got zero point five. But that's just me. I know other people uh, in the wrestling like community prefer the other aspect, like ratings and attendance stuff like that. Right. But. So, shall I carry on, or is someone going to call in, or... Uh, I'm waiting for a call, so, you know, go ahead and keep on. Um, next up, we had uh, Rey Mysterio and the Hot Dynasty versus CM Punk, Luke, Garrow, Luke Gallows, and Darren Young, with a Miz on the uh, uh, announce, team, uh, like announce thing. There was a funny bit. Um, D.H. Smith had not been in the match, for, like, been in the ring for the whole match. He tagged in. He kicked. I think uh, he kicked that Darren Young in the chest, then tagged straight out. That just got like the most like sarcastic laugh from the crowd, because they had been waiting for the whole time for him to get in the ring, and he was in for like one second, then left. And there was a small, um, there was a slight um, British British bulldog chant, which, which which I thought was pretty cool. Well, you know they are in England, so I mean that's not you know completely out of base. Yeah, and the, the end came when uh, um, CM Punk was like hiding, like knocked out on the uh, ring post, and Mysterio did a, a six one nine around the ring post. C- C- CM Punk then, of course, wobbled straight into the walking power stamp, which seems to be the only official move that you can do if you're British. The, the running power slam. Well, um, it's just an homage to his dad, though, man. Seriously. Yeah, I know, I know, and it and 
And to his credit, the time out, he was in the ring. He did look great. And like I know some people in the in the Nintendo community don't like him, but as as I've always said, give people time. No, I would agree. We actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Unplugged. Who is this? It's Payne with Room, Mark. How's it going? Hi, hey, I'm I'm pretty good, Mark. What's up? Not much, not much. Just relaxing at home, making a crazy buffer on SmackDown vs. Raw 2010. Sweet. I spend a lot of time on that myself. So, yeah, so everyone says you're off base, because all, like, NXT go, is going to be leaving sci-fi. I'm just popped out. Uh, I mean, any, any channel that could go on that would actually work. What, for SmackDown, or, or what are we talking, SmackDown, NXT? No, like, NXT. I, I gotta be honest, after watching tonight, I think that NXT should get cancelled. I think after this season, it, it's done. You know, I was talking to Mark the Shark DiCarlo today, and we yeah. basically, you know, had a nice little tirade uh, about what we thought NXT was supposed to be, and he kind of compared it a little bit to the uh, the UFC's Ultimate Fighter, and I said, well, hold on a second, let's go back and think about this. Didn't that concept come from Tough Enough, which was actually a pretty successful uh, reality show based on professional wrestling. I mean, when I look at the Ultimate Fighter, I see the same elements that were used in the original Tough Enough series. So, for them to take a step back and do something completely different to Tough Enough is a bad idea. If they wanted to do another reality series, why not go ahead and and pull back Tough Enough? I mean, seriously, I I don't understand. In my opinion, the, the Ultimate Enough used to show the fake style of wrestling. And they kind of wanted to, to get away from that. And by having this kind of... I, I agree that they should have some, like, backstage segments, kind of where, like, they're, they're like, the bookies are, like, sparring with their mentors, stuff like that. But, I, I, like I said, I would like to see the old, the old, uh, the old t- t- tough enough version of it. But they want to keep Kafeb alive, because apparently it's, it's still alive and well in some parts of the world. Really? Well, the bad thing about Tough Enough was Daniel and Peter kind of killed the whole Tough Enough concept. The whole winning, him winning it and then leaving right after he got the, you know, the money. You know, I mean, that kind of killed the whole concept. Well, yeah. They never got went back to it. Well, the, I mean, the whole Daniel Pewter winning the, the million dollar Tough Enough, I mean, that was, to me, that was the worst season of that show. Um, yeah. You know, granted, you had The Miz and Daniel Pewter come down in the finals. You know, and, and Pewter left pretty quickly because he wasn't marketable. Daniel Pewter was <laughs> was not anything that they could do anything with, to be quite honest. The well, fact he was an MMA, MMA career. Whatever happened to him? I don't ever see him on any MMA uh, show. I don't know. I hope he saved his money because we all know he didn't really get a million dollars. Well, true. So, you know, I, I hope he saved that, you know, 250 grand that he got from doing it. But, well, I'm sure he's saying maybe not part of the at all. You never know. But I, you know what? I, I just think that you know, NXT getting canceled. If uh, somebody said in the chat room that it looks like it's getting canceled in September, so I guess that's when they're going to end this whole thing. It would be stupid to do two seasons of NXT and then cancel it in September. I mean, why not just end it as soon as this one's done? If that's if that's the case, then so be it. I mean, if they really want to make this show better. Like I said, in the beginning, I thought it was a pretty good concept for a show. 
And then they started oh, yeah, with the whole... yeah, it was good. Then they did the whole reality TV thing. It just killed it. Well, yeah. I mean, really, who carries a fucking keg to the ring? What does that have anything to do... And, you know, some people would say, well, it's an endurance test. Well, well, you couldn't have a wrestling challenge? It has to be carrying a fucking like, keg around? Wait. Do what now? Lift weights or something? Bring some weights. I mean, that's what wrestlers lift. They don't lift kegs. They lift weights. Exactly. And uh, to to Clinton Bowman in the chat room, no, I, I don't remember the AWA team challenges. AWA was kind of before my time. Kind of. Although I have been watching a lot of it on ESPN lately. Oh, I know. Like, uh, I didn't hear about the whole thing about SmackDown going to Sci-Fi, or S-Y-Fi, or whatever you want to call it, because I, uh, something to me, S and Y does not make Sci. There, there needs to be something else there. But, yeah, there's been a lot of like, rumors, we were all kind of joking about that in the chat room last night, about the whole idea of everyone gonna be, everyone's going to be a Cylon. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, is Batista going to come out and be a, be a fucking, uh, you know, like... Uh... Oh fuck! I had a perfect thing for that, and I completely lost it. Uh, I swear they're gonna have back. a storyline for that. I swear it's gonna—it's gonna happen. They're gonna have a storyline for that. They should bring back Ariel. She was awesomely hot. Yeah. And yet she was. Yeah. Now we're gonna have the vampire back, the zombie. Oh, who, who else are we gonna have back? Batista will come back. Batista will be a cyborg. They call him, you know, Batista or something. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. And and he and he breaks down after after, after every map like tearing his hamstrings like that. That'd be a great idea. No, I you know, man. yes. Like I said, I don't have the Sci-Fi Channel here in in Canada. We have space. Which I got is, it, but I rarely watch it. Ever since was it 2002 was the last good year for that channel. Ever since Bonnie Hammer kind of took over it, and she just ran that channel to the ground. Like I said, I haven't watched it in four or five years. Uh, you know, like I have space, but I did watch it up until I moved here. All you know, like oh, yeah. before two thousand six, I literally watched the Sci Fi Channel all the time, and it was one of my favorite channels because I'm I'm very science fiction oriented. I mean, uh, definitely. And I, I grew up I, on the stuff. But if you look at statistically. You know, all the people that go and see sci-fi movies or, you know, movies that are based out of reality. And you compare that with wrestling fans. I mean, in the end, who do you really think is going to kind of win that battle? There, It seems to me like there are more Nobody. people that are more into the science fiction thing than professional wrestling. A lot of people are embarrassed to, to sit and watch wrestling. Oh, man. Well, because look what's happened over the last few years. I mean... The WWE has no one to compete against. I mean, TNA is there, but they're nowhere near competition worthy. Uh, and you know, there's, I've, I mean, I've said this before, a million, many times. I don't know how much longer the WWE is going to survive. I mean, after Vince goes, because there's nothing there to compete with. There's nothing there for them to do. There's not, there's no more, you know, you know, there's no more like uh, adventures to have. There's no more, you know, stories to write. I, uh, you know what, I, I don't agree with that. I think that. The problem is Vince McMahon. I think that he's yeah. so stubborn that he wants to stay in as long as he can. And I really think it would probably benefit the business if he took a step back, retired from the business, and let Stephanie and Triple H run the thing. Because, you know, creatively, if you look back and read all the headlines that we've seen over the last year, the creative team is at their wit's end with Vince because he, he vetoes everything. He changes his mind 20 times a day. And... 
honestly, I I think you know Stephanie and Michael Hayes have come up with good with some good booking on the SmackDown brand. I really think that if Vince were to step back and let the kids run it, I think they'd do a pretty good job, personally. Well, I'm not meaning that. I'm thinking, you know, there's no, you know, more ill you know, they kind of are at the top. There's nothing, you know, there's no one for them to beat, you know, like, no competition. Because when they, were, they had a competition, that's when they were at their best. That's for any, for any professional wrestling companies out there, best, and they're competing with someone. NWA is competing with AWA. When New Japan was competing with All Japan, you know. WCW and WWE, I mean, that's when, and, you know, they're at their best because that's when people have the right to choose them. I mean, they have it now, but Teenage doesn't put out a great product. No, you're right. They don't, and that's that's their problem. Like I said so many times, they don't need to worry about the ratings. They need to worry about putting on a better show than what we're seeing on Monday nights from the WWE. And then from that point on, if it's a good show, people will start to tune in and be like, hey, this is pretty good. Hey, it's kind of boring over there. Hey, I like this. And people will start watching them. And, like, I know people are like, oh, Vince McMahon will buy out uh, TNA. He won't buy out TNA. He, he, why did he buy WCW? Because he, 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 he can make money from it. Why did he buy the East Because he can make money from it. TNA will not make him any money. If anything, it'll cost him, it'll put, it will lose money for him to buy and invest in TNA. No, you know, I, I, I'd agree with that. I don't think he's going to buy TNA. And if he did, he would buy it and then disband it like he did WCW. And then have it as a, my, some little faction that, that invades it every two weeks. No, he wouldn't even do that. <laughs> he would just bury yeah. it. I mean, it's what, he, it's what he did with WCW. He buried it. I mean, granted, they had a little storyline. Probably the, <laughs> the storyline that had the most potential of all time, and they completely fucking blew it. You know, to have Shane McMahon keep WCW as a viable entity rather than have a stupid brand split between Raw and SmackDown, and then you could have had people jumping back and forth all the fucking time. Wouldn't have made a difference because they'd be in competition with each other, but it's the same company. And they, they could have had major things at WrestleMania every year. It could have been, you know, this champion versus this champion. I mean, they could have had a Super Bowl every year for professional wrestling had they kept with that formula. But no, rather than do that, you know, Vince was too proud because he didn't want to have WCW lasting around since they almost put him out of business. And rather than be smart, oh, let's just do a brand split with Raw and SmackDown. Great idea, Vince. Great idea. Uh, I'm quitting now. If they kill NXT, they will have a WCW brand. Because <laughs> no, they, they fought out. They fought out um, ECW for what it's worth. No, you know and what? They, I, I think when NXT is canceled, it's not a big deal. Honestly, it's <laughs> it, it's almost getting canceled now. Apparently, once again, you're in the wrong. Grash called in. I don't know the number, but you do. So call in and please explain why JJ is wrong about WCW and wrong about the move to sci-fi for SmackDown. If I'm wrong, prove me wrong. I have no problem saying I'm wrong. Do we actually still have the other caller on the line? No, he he, he uh, dropped off, he okay. said in the chat. All right, well, so the line is free then. Let's see if I think I might be getting him calling now. So, Grash, call. Shall I carry on the SmackDown spoilers or wait for the call? Or? Hang on a second. Welcome to Unplugged. Who is this? Oh, it's fine with you, Grash. 
Um, as far as I know, okay, uh, WCW, uh, it's not that Vince, uh, it, was, it wasn't an ego issue, it was more, as I remember my history correctly, is that Vince tried to keep WCW on air, but um, he just couldn't get the, the TV time for a, a WCW show, and that's why that he had to fold it down. As a, as, that's how I remember the history of that period. So you're saying it's because he couldn't get a TV deal, which I find highly... And maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's yeah, why they I mean, did it. I mean, because cause, cause, cause they were... I mean, they were... Because um, uh, CWCW was uh, on, on Turner's network. Um, and when, you know, when they sold out, Turner didn't want wrestling. That's basically what, what the point... That's why WCW got sold out. I mean, they were going under as it is, but... Turner was looking, you know, looking to offload it until he sold it to McMahon. Yeah, but even still, you don't think Vince McMahon could have found a home for it? I mean, with all the networks that he dealt with, with the deal that he had with uh, NBC Universal, there's no way he could have had any kind of TV deal, or maybe he just didn't care to have a TV deal. I don't. I. I. I just. Well, I mean, we're looking at WWE in, in terms of U.S. Universal. I mean, in terms of today. Where the, I mean, this is why the sci-fi deal got done, but I don't think he had the same clout or the same work, working relation with uh, NBC back then. I don't. I just don't. I just don't see that. Because I, I mean, where where was Raw at that point? I think weren't they on TNN at that point? Yeah, I think they had just start. Was it TNN or were they still with USA? At yeah, that I point? mean, they, I mean, it's only been a couple. It's I mean. I mean, we're talking again, uh, 2000, 2001, and they were, I know they were not on USA at that point. Yeah, yeah, that is right. They were on TNN, and then, of course, they ended up going to, uh, or they turned into Spike TV shortly after that. But, and, and they really helped build that network when you think about it. You know, it was just them um, and, and ECW. That was it. And Dukes of Hazard, and, you know. Rollerball, and you know all those shows that really were drawing a great rating. I mean, would it not be conceivable to give WCW a time slot on a different night, considering that that was labeled the wrestling station? So I, I, I just don't see where that argument really understand why that that was the case. I think in the amount of time that they, they I mean, uh, I mean, if they really wanted to work on it. Um, I mean, it, it, I mean, if I mean, if Vince really wanted a TV deal, I mean, after he bought it out, he probably would have worked on it to get a TV deal in place at that point. But since that all collapsed, I guess he, he says, uh, "Oh well, I'll just move on with my own product." You know, there's no point going going to build you know build this product that I've just you know put under. Well, you know, if it's not if it's not there, it's not there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sweat. It's probably more like I'm not gonna sweat about it. I mean, that's how how the history of that period um, has been presented to me time and time again. Well, and I see your point, but I'm I'm with Pillman on this one. From the moment Vince bought WCW, he wanted to bury it. He took the stars that he wanted. He basically destroyed the name so that he could put his brand over the top. This is a company that tried to run him out of business. So rather than keep it around, he didn't care if he couldn't get it. If if they said, well, you know, you you have to get a, a, a separate TV deal, 
He was like, ah, yeah, but then, whatever. If he could have had a TV deal in place, he would have kept it. And he would have kept WCW as a separate brand with that TV deal. I disagree. It was all built so that he could bury that company and end it. Uh, again, I mean, it, ultimately that's what happened. Um, but I, I, I just... I, I just think if if there was money to made, Vince would have gone after it. Well, again, he rather than go with that, he decided to do his own brand split between the, the you know Raw and SmackDown. Which really couldn't he have said, okay, well we're gonna we're gonna take and make Raw the flagship show, and it's gonna be the WWE, and you know they could even had an angle where Shane could have won a contract that SmackDown was the WCW flagship show. Or they could have changed the name of the show and kept it on whatever network SmackDown was airing on then. It wouldn't have been a big deal because it would still, in essence, still be the same product, just two different names. And I'm pretty well, sure the, that... The, Go ahead. Well, it, my, my, my opinion, Rancler, is that, um, I mean, now, now that uh, that's a result of WCW just going completely going under when Vince bought it, now he's got... A huge roster, um, and what, what am I going to do? What and what's the best thing to do with it? And the best thing at that time seemed to be to split the roster into two groups. And I, again, if if Vince again again, he would have he would have had three shows going. I don't think my understanding is that he if if, if WCW still had a time slot. Um, that show would have still continued to go on. And so he would have had Raw. He would have had SmackDown. He would have had a WCW show. I don't know. I don't think he would have had three brands. i, I got to be honest. It's not like WCW had a huge roster. But, 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 but you got to remember, um, Raw and SmackDown were not brands at that point. They were just shows. They're not brands as we know them today. They, they were just... Just shows. I mean, you you can have um, Stone Cold show up on one show and show up on the next one. You know, everyone showed up on either show. No big deal. So I don't. I I, I mean, it would have been if the brand would have been WWE and WCW, and under WWE you would have had two shows. I see what you're saying, but you know, to compete, then they would have had to have two shows on WCW. But what I'm saying is, there was no roster. There was only like 17 guys that Vince had under contract when he bought out WCW that he kept. And they were all the young talent. And then half of them got future endeavored the second or third week they were there. Some of them never even made an appearance on TV. So I I, I just think that logistically, rather than do it the way he did, he dropped the ball big time. And I don't think he put any effort into trying to, to secure a TV deal. And that's just my opinion. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, again, that that could, that could be that could be said about this. I mean, you did not act really honestly, actually get a TV deal. Um, but again, you know, you look at the invasion of storyline. That that's another place where he dropped the ball completely. So, I mean, this whole this whole period, um, there's a lot of things that just just went. You know, in terms of the industry, probably just went wrong. Period. Well, this is also so, the, this is also the time that he decided he was going to do the. Uh the XFL, and he really dropped the ball on that one as well. So, you know, Vince was just... No, that, that, well, that was just a bad idea to begin with. Yeah, well, you know, he has, he has those turds every once in a while. You know, he tried the, tried the WBF, he tried the XFL, and, 
you know, then there was buying out WCW and killing the wrestling business to some degree. Um, I just want to get back to the reason why I was going to call in. Okay. Um, the the reason why um, I'm disagreeing with you about the sci-fi, this is actually very good for sci-fi because um, they're looking at um, taking taking the time. You know, right now they're running two shows of WWE on on sci-fi, and they're they're looking uh, and they're getting decent ratings out, out of Tuesday night. And so what they're looking is taking the shows that would have normally been on Friday night. Um, and getting a better rating on Tuesday night, um, because people are out on Friday night. And that's the problem that, that they're dealing with. And they actually leave this, too, um, in the, the press release that WWE put out. Uh, that's one of the things Sci-Fi is happy is because, well, Tuesday night frees, with NXT going away, Tuesday night frees up so they can put in um, more, um, you know, higher-quality sci-fi shows. So they're, you know, the Battlestar, the Stargate Universes, they're, um, I know Warehouse 13's Orion, but I know, um, if they had Doctor Who again, um, they would put it on Tuesday night under this, under, you know, when, when SmackDown comes to Friday night. So they're very happy because they get iffy ratings. They, they would get, you know, if they get okay ratings on Friday night, they would get better ratings on Tuesday night. It's, it's all, it's all, again, uh, the reason I'm just green is just, it's a matter of all ratings. Wow. Not about quality or whatnot, it's just, they just see more ratings on Tuesday night, and I hope for that. I hope for their sake that they do. I really do. I hope that Tuesday is a good time slot for uh, the shows that they're ultimately going to replace on Friday nights. Maybe it will be. Maybe I am completely wrong, but I just I feel like the science fiction fans that watch that pro, that watch that particular network on Friday nights for the lineup are going to be disappointed to see. A two-hour wrestling show on yeah, their so Friday night time. Like, we're talking about the hardcore sci-fi fans they're, who are not doing anything on Friday nights. Yeah, and there's a and lot there's, of them. A lot, but but I think there's a lot more sci-fi fans who are not doing things on Tuesday night. You know, in the middle of the week, um, that would be, will be very happy to you know be able to watch their show on Tuesday night. Well, like I said, we'll just have to wait till this happens. Yeah, and if yeah. I'm wrong, I'll come out and say, yeah, I was wrong. But I, I don't think I'm going to be wrong on this one. Um, if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong, too. Um, I hope we remember October now about this conversation. So. Yeah, we, I'm sure we will. I will. i, I got a mind like a steel trap. <laughs> but, I mean, you made some good points. Like I said, I, I'm. you have your opinion, I have mine. I just I think that... In my opinion, this is a bad move. So we'll we'll see what happens. Like I said, if I'm wrong, I have no problem admitting I'm wrong. Yeah, are there other reasons why this is a bad move? I just think for the lineup that they have on Friday nights, the hardcore people, the science fiction fans that watch it on Friday nights are not going to be happy that their stuff is getting bumped by a professional wrestling show that has no business. We're on, was on Sci-Fi Night, Tuesday night. Uh, they were pissed when they shut down Stargate and um, Stargate SG One. They were pissed when they, when Sci-Fi shut down Farscape. Um, they're very vocal, and Sci-Fi knows they're very vocal. But they do whatever you know. They move on and do do what they think is best for the network anyway. And and ultimately, um, they're right because the network's better than it was you know five years ago. Better than it was when they were showing Farscape. Yep. So you know. I mean, they do do some some stinkers. You know, the Flash Gordon TV series is a stinker. Oh well, you're always going to have some stinkers. 
you know, in, in testing out the waters, there's always going to be one or two shows that are just bad. But that's on any network, not necessarily just the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, this is this is this was more of a stinker than the the Flash Gordon was a, a really poor quality. This is this is unusual. It's not even of a, a, like like the, again um, Saturday like not all those wacky wacky movies which are really bad, but they're outrageously bad. Flash Gordon wasn't even outrageously bad. It was just just period periodly bad. No, I hear you. I think I, I think I saw like ten minutes of an episode one time, and it was it was pretty bad. Like, you know, like I said, I don't have sci-fi, I have space, but they play the same fucking programs on that channel. It is it is the Canadian equivalent. Yeah, I don't know what to, to tell you about that. I'm uh, that 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 kind of sucks. I'm sorry, man. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I I watched the Sci-Fi Channel religiously when I was in the states. I. It was something that, you know, I usually caught something on there, and I watched it all the time. But, uh, you know, here I, I don't have that option. But also I don't have the option of watching any WWE programming on the Space Channel. So <laughs> ultimately I'm not really affected by this whole scenario either way. You'll still be watching on Justin TV. Well, actually I'll, I'll probably still be watching on the score because it, it's actually Raw and SmackDown are both on the score, which basically does all the sports oh. and stuff, right? So, well, then, then, then you're not affected. By exactly, it, really. I'm not affected by it at all. I could care less, but I just think it's a bad move, you know. And that's and I gave my reasons. So, the fact that they're moving SmackDown um, shows more. Um, again, it shows the relationship between NBC and WWE right now. I mean, we had Dick Inverall, the uh, one of the major VPs of NBC, show up at the, the Hall of Fame. So uh, this this is this is um, I think ultimately this is a stable place. I mean, this will be a stable place for SmackDown. I hope so, man. I really do. I, I wish them the best. I really do. I, I hope it's a good move for them. I mean, keeping it obviously on an NBC Universal station is is a good idea. And I know that there's a lot more people that probably get that channel than, obviously, my network TV and some of these other ones. But I, don't I think know. it's not that more that more people get it. It's just um, the my network is not really it's a networking name only. True. Um, I mean, they 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 they. I mean, uh, yeah, they're they're. Yeah, they're they're just a net, yeah they're just a networking name. They're not. I mean, um, there's like you know there's I think there's that was the only reason there's the only thing that's that's on that network. Um, like when that network started, everything went away. Well, yeah, everything else is a rerun over there. They're the only live or you know fairly live show. I mean, they're taped obviously, only, but only original content on that. Yeah, network exactly. So yeah, I mean that's. I'm glad to see them leave my network TV, to be quite honest. Because they don't need to be there. I've never thought they were there. They should have been there. That was a bad so, move. So, uh, a better question is, is that now that they're moving network, uh, my network TV, um, will SmackDown remain um, basically the feeder show uh, for Raw? Because they knew they, had, they were getting shitty ratings over there. So they they can they were more than willing to take chances because people weren't exactly watching at times. I I kind of hope that they 
try to improve the quality of the show. I mean, I think the booking on SmackDown is really good. I mean, it's it hasn't been like the greatest, but I, I think I don't think it's it's a bad show per se. I would like to see with this whole draft the landscape completely change and see some big names go over to SmackDown. I got to be honest, and I know CJ is with me on this. They've they've got at, at some point they've got to send John Cena over there just to help bolster a rating. They always yeah, talk. I, I think it's too early for for that. I mean, we're talking about something that's going to happen in October, um, several months away. I think um, the draft. I mean, the draft is going to shake things up, but it's not. It's not going to get things in order for going over. And I mean, a few pieces will be go, will, will be set up for the sci-fi move, but not every piece will be set up. Um, that that will happen over the summer. Um, again, we, we saw last year after the draft we had um, the Trump deal. Um, what was it? I forget how many weeks after. But it was very very quick, quickly after the last year's draft. So I just don't I just don't see. I mean, the draft will shit again shake things up. I just don't see everything being in place for the um, sci-fi deal um, coming from the draft. It's just too far away. I don't know, man. Like, like I said, they moved Triple H over for a year. And tried to bolster a rating. All I keep hearing is that Cena is a ratings juggernaut. USA wants to keep him. Cena's the man. Cena's this and that. Well, fucking prove it. I want to see him go to SmackDown, and I want to see him garner a big fucking rating for that show. Because then, once yeah, you prove if, that... If, but if you're going to move Cena over for for um, SmackDown for a ratings boost over there, um, then you're going to do it September. You're going to do it August. Um, leading into the show, or you'll you'll do it um, end of September um, for the start of that show. Well, either that or next year's draft. I'll agree with that with CJ. But I think at some point you've got to move Cena. He's the only guy, other than Michaels, who's now retired, that hasn't worked for the SmackDown brand. We've seen Orton over there numerous times. We've seen Batista there numerous times. I mean, no, Cena's worked for the SmackDown brand. Well, he started. It's been, a while. it's been a it's been a long time since he's been over there. Right, he started. He started on SmackDown, yes, but since the 2005 draft, he hasn't been on SmackDown other than a couple shows here and there. He hasn't been a main star on the SmackDown brand, is what I'm saying. And this would be the opportune time to make him go over there and help carry that show. I'm pull. I, I know you mentioned Orton. I pull him out of that list actually, because when when he was over there, um, he was not carrying the show. Uh, you know, he he's not. He wasn't the same stature as he is now. I mean, he, I mean, he was up against a up against Undertaker, um, but that was to um, elevate him. I think if you take Randy Orton off of, off of uh, Monday Night Raw right now, you're going to hurt Orton. I really think it's going to hurt him more than it's going to help. I think he's red hot on that USA crowd right now. He's he's more over than John Cena, in my opinion, on that brand right now. And if you move him over to SmackDown, I think it's it's going to kill his momentum. I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I know where you're going with that. I'm not sure if he's more over because he's got that he's got that weird tweener role right now. It, it basically, he's in that it's, it's good to be bad role right now, which is really weird. True. But I, I just, to me, I, I see him as just completely more over than John Cena. John Cena's always been, you know, people love him, people hate him, you know, but 
Orton right now, I think if he goes to SmackDown, he's he's and Pillman's with me on this. He's going to get deflated really quick. So I, I hope that that's not one of the uh, the trends they decide to do with this draft this year. But we'll we'll see. And again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But it is my oh, opinion. Again, he's got, he's got the. I mean, what's 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 really interesting? Um, he, I mean, he could be over there even before the draft uh, because he's got the he's got the world heavyweight title uh, cha- uh, match with Jack Swagger. Which I don't think he's going to win. Really weird. I mean, basically, we've got two of our guys over on SmackDown uh, on the SmackDown belt. Yeah. I mean, the only the only other other thing that may be going on is that that, that could be leading to um, the world heavyweight title comes to, to Raw and uh, the WWE title goes over to SmackDown in the draft somehow. I'd be okay with that. I would prefer the world heavyweight championship on Raw, I, and I really wish they would get rid of that damn spinner belt. Like. I, Seriously, I mean, it's been around for five years. It seems like that's the the uh, quote-unquote cliched thing to do every five or six years. Let's pull out a new belt. So uh, I, I think the time has passed. It's time for a new belt. Yeah, but it's not spinning. That's the only, that's the only I mean, it looks, it, it looks great now that it doesn't spin. I still don't like that big god-awful W in the fucking center. Other than that, I like the belt. I just don't like the big fucking W that's just right there. I, I would prefer some sort of logo other than the WWE logo just right there, bigger than the whole belt itself. I, I just, I'm just not a fan of that title. So is there anything else, Crash, before I take a quick commercial break? No, nope, I think that should be it. It's good talking to you, man. Yeah, Crash, it was good talking to you. Um, all right, guys, with, right. That, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. Come back in a few minutes. Bring the sensational Sean on. We'll we'll move the co- the uh, the topic of conversation to video gaming, and of course we'll take your calls after Sean is done with his uh, his reviews. So with that said, guys, I'll be right back right after this. interesting words in the English language today is the word fuck. Out of all the English words that begin with the letter F, fuck is the only word referred to as the F word. It's the one magical word that just by its sound can describe pain, pleasure, hate, and love. Fuck, as most words in the English language, is derived from German, the word flicken, which means to strike. In English, fuck falls into many grammatical categories. As a transitive verb, for instance, John fucked Shirley. As an intransitive verb, Shirley fucks. Its meaning is not always sexual. It can be used as an adjective such as, John's doing all the fucking work. As part of an adverb, Shirley talks too fucking much. As an adverb enhancing an adjective, Shirley is fucking beautiful. 
as the object of an adverb surely is fucking beautifully. As a noun, I don't give a fuck. As part of a word, abso-fucking-lutely, or in-fucking-credible. And as almost every word in a sentence, fuck the fucking fuckers. As you may realize, there are very few words with the versatility of fuck, as in these examples describing situations such as fraud, I got fucked at the used car lot. Dismay. Aw, oh, fuck it. Trouble. I guess I'm really fucked now. Aggression. Don't fuck with me, buddy. Difficulty. I don't understand this fucking question. Inquiry. Who the fuck was that? Dissatisfaction. I don't like what the fuck is going on here. Incompetence. He's a fuck off. Dismissal. Why don't you go outside and play hide and go fuck yourself? I'm sure you can think of many more examples. With all of these multi-purpose applications, how can anyone be offended when you use this word? We say, use this unique flexible word more often in your daily speech. It will identify the quality of your character immediately. So say it loudly and proudly. Fuck you! Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlocks2headlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlocks2headlines.com. Step one, you make your console cost the most. You beat your chest and proudly boast. Despite no good exclusive games, you make a bunch of ridiculous claims. Then ignore our need to play online. Don't make it fun like Xbox Live. Use Blu-ray, which I don't need. Now you're getting your ass kicked. Why do we only you went wrong with your PS3? I'll just keep playing my Hope this song has helped you understand Now you know how you killed your brand Bill Harris 
question real quick. A lot of players say they want to be able to play online without jumping through a bunch of hoops. Do you have any plans to make the PlayStation 3 not suck as much when you go to play someone else online? We know that that's a compelling feature for um, certain players in, in uh, certain segments of the audience. Um, but as to specific plans or um, features, I don't have any comment to make. in my head and they're always telling me that I'm wrong and hey that's okay that's okay I like being wrong every now and then we're back unplugged JJ Sexay Pillman if you want to call in I know you had a point to make I'm going to go ahead and tell you to call in Sean I know you're waiting in the wings at this point I want to go ahead and welcome my gaming cohort the man who fills in all the information that I just obviously don't have the time to check out ladies and gentlemen he is the sensational Sean what's going on tonight buddy Okay, apparently his Skype fucked up, so I'm back by myself. So the voices in my head are telling me that I'm alone again. Wow, I'm having all kinds of PC problems tonight. This is completely, completely fucked up for this radio show. So uh, 
All right, Sean, just give us a call back in, I guess, and we'll see what happens. A couple things I wanted to make mention in that wrestling segment that I just really didn't get around to. A couple of injuries that have happened on this big tour that is going on in the U.K. Apparently, if you haven't heard, Ezekiel Jackson is injured now, and it looks like he could be out for three to six months. So uh, that's a that's a bad break, in my opinion, for, for Big Zeke, because this was a guy that I thought was going to do very well in the SmackDown brand. Even with the draft, I mean, there's always the possibility that he could be the monster guy on Raw. So I don't really know what's going to happen there, but anyway, Big Zeke is injured. He'll be out three to six months. I believe I have a caller on the line. Welcome to Unplugged. Who is this? JJ, this is Tillman. What's up? Uh, I'm having a train wreck of a radio show tonight. That's what's up, buddy. It sounds like it, it. It's coming off well, though. Well, I mean, that's all that matters, I guess. Yeah, it, it's been entertaining thus far. Um, I just have to say about the uh, SmackDown on Sci-Fi thing. You don't really think that that's a good idea? I don't. I again, I, I just, I really think that there's a lot more Sci-Fi fans that are going to be peeved about the fact that their Friday night lineup is going to get moved in favor of, of a professional wrestling show that doesn't belong on a science fiction uh, a science fiction network. I mean, you know, maybe I'm wrong in that respect, but I think there's a lot more uh, science fiction fans that probably live at home in their mother's basement and, you know, cut themselves with razor blades while they're watching Stargate Universe on Friday nights. And a lot of people, you know, I don't know what's going to happen when this, when this goes down. I don't really either. It's just the thing is, for me, I kind of see the other side of that demographic. That is, there's a lot of wrestling fans that can't watch SmackDown right now because it's stuck on this My Network TV or UPN or the CW or whoever that, um, at least where I'm at, a lot of cable providers don't even carry it. So, I mean, I don't know how the demographic or how the demographic is going to equal out, but between the people that are going to be ticked off because they're losing their programming um, on Fridays on Sci-Fi, versus people that are now going to get to watch SmackDown because they have cable or satellite or whatever, um, I don't know. I think it will do better for WWE than what uh, NXT has, and SmackDown's ratings haven't been that good in general, anyways, over the last couple of years, have they? Which is sad because. I honestly think that that show has been decent. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just obviously my network uh, is not exactly one of those, not one of those places you want to have your show, I mean, especially since it's the all rerun channel. Basically, the only original programming you have is SmackDown, and you know, I guess the Wendy Williams show. But really, who watches that? And when it was on, <laughs> when it was on the CW network, it was the same thing. Um, it seemed like they were doing all right on UPN until UPN, I guess, went bankrupt. I even thought they were doing fine, to be honest, on uh, on the CW. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. you know, but that was a that was a network decision. They didn't want that programming on there because they wanted to, I guess, appeal to a different demographic, which. You know, CW is not doing greatest in the ratings now. Maybe that was a, a mistake on their part. Well, you know, all of a sudden, Sci-Fi has changed up their call letters too. You know, they went from Sci-Fi spelled as it is to S Y F Y. So, I mean, I don't really know what they're going for. The programming to me seems like it's been the same, but I don't really, 
I don't really follow any series on the Sci-Fi Network. Watch their movies now and again, but otherwise... Well, I think the whole reason that they, they changed the name, uh, you know, like the look of the name on the Sci-Fi Channel, is because they wanted to basically, if I'm getting this story correct, they wanted to trademark Sci-Fi and they weren't able to do so. That's why they changed it to uh, S-Y-F-Y, or S, excuse me, S-Y-F-Y. Really? So it wasn't, uh, it, from what you've heard, it wasn't really a programming thing? They It, it was a legal deal that they had to change their uh, their name? Yeah. That that's what I've heard. Uh, you know, if if I'm wrong, then you know, but that's that's what I've heard. Vince McMahon and WCW, he never gave that company a chance. As soon as he bought it, he just he started killing it from day number one. I agree. I <laughs> he always wanted to put them out of business. You know, I mean, you look at back when he was uh, when he was buying up all the territories. You know, so he would be the only competition in town. And then, you know, for the longest time, he had no issues with Turner. And, you know, as soon as Eric Bischoff came aboard and they tried to run them out of business, I mean, why would he want to keep it around, really? I mean, I, from a business decision, I think it was a good idea to keep it, you know, a viable company. And really, you could have had all kinds of stuff from both companies. You, know, you had The Rock running back and forth. You know, Stone Cold becoming a WCW champion, which he never did. I mean, there's a lot of things they could have done with WCW, and they just, you know, didn't. And to kill it off and then go with a brand split to me was ridiculous when they had the perfect brand split right there in front of them, and Vince either pissed it away because he didn't care, or, as Grash had said, couldn't find a TV deal, which I find really hard to fathom. There could have yeah, been no. something they could have done. I, I, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. It's like as as soon as uh, as soon as he got a as soon as he got a hold of it, and they first pushed it out with uh, Shane McMahon was taking over and WCW is coming from Panama City, and then all of a sudden it just disappeared for a couple months, and then all of a sudden Shane comes back and he starts pushing WCW, and then they start bringing these WCW guys out on SmackDown. And then they start giving WCW like one or two matches on SmackDown with their own ring, their own little goofy referee, and nothing against them, but Arn Anderson and Scott Hudson commentating. It was like, oh my God, this is just booked to look horrible. And it just went downhill from there. No, absolutely. I mean, he wanted that company to fail. I mean, make no mistake about it. It was all about, you know, because ultimately, what did he do at the end? He had the Survivor Series match and basically put over the WWE, and that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know. About the time that uh, that he brought back the names that could have actually, um, if he wanted to make WCW its own show, he could have done with, like, Ric Flair and Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan and them, but by then it was, he he'd already decided that he was going to kill it, and these guys are WWE properties, and... Yeah, but you um, overall, though, in, in your opinion, you don't think that uh, the SmackDown move to uh, to Sci-Fi is a good thing? I think it's better than my network TV. Let me stress that. I don't think it's a it's a good. I don't think it's a good move for the Sci-Fi Channel. I mean, honestly, uh, sure. I think it's a good move for for WWE. I don't think it's going to be a good move for the Sci-Fi Channel. I think they're paying a lot of money. For this, and if ratings drop on Friday nights, 
you know, I hope that on Tuesday nights when they replace the Friday night lineup that that does well for them. But you're going to get a lot of people that watch that programming that are going to be pissed off again that you've got a two-hour wrestling show in that time slot. Supposedly, and I don't know how this really measures out, but supposedly, um, even though I guess um, when uh, ECW was drawing like uh, one point something in the ratings, supposedly I'm told that that was uh, like Sci-Fi's highest rated show. Did uh, did you ever hear that? I didn't. I, I have not heard that. I can believe it, but I didn't hear that. I don't know. I guess... Um, Maybe it'll equal out, but at the same time, I can see what you're saying, that it is going to uh, to probably piss off some of the uh, sci-fi's hardcore following. But, I mean, at the same time, we'll see. I'm just kind of happy because it means I'll get to watch SmackDown. I haven't been able to watch SmackDown in probably the last three to four years. Well, and maybe that'll help them out. I mean, if there's people that haven't seen SmackDown in, in years, then perhaps that's a good move for them. I just, I just, like I said, I think there's a lot of people that are going to be really upset, a lot of Jedis, a lot of Trekkies, they're going to be pissed off that, you know, rather than watch Darth Maul get cut in half by Obi-Wan Kenobi, they've got to watch Batista in the middle of the ring defending his title against Jack Swagger or something, you know, I mean, that's, I just, I think the dynamic is going to be really severe on one side and not the other. The the, the Trekkies might be getting into a fist fight with the chain gang outside of Starbucks or something, who knows? I mean, hey, why not? Here's what sci-fi should do. I mean, if you really want to piss off the the uh, the sci-fi community, maybe you should do some uh, some wrestling promo type commercials like the WWE used to do back in the day. Like they had a, a series of vignettes at the old folks' home when they had the Attitude Era, where all the old folks were watching the product and they were beating the hell out of each other and hitting each other with walkers. I'm just thinking, why not do something like that on the Sci-Fi Channel and? You know, have like Mr. Spock versus, you know, Anakin Skywalker or some stupid shit like that. And have the tagline be, you know, tune in on Friday nights and watch SmackDown. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Let's completely alienate the fan base. Do it. I love it. Have uh, have Jack Swagger walk up and, uh, and give a powerbomb to whoever the star of Caprica is or something like that. There you go. Or, or maybe Jack Swagger go up to, to, to Vader, and Vader, you know, could tell him that, you know, he's his father, and Jack Swagger could just, you know, powerbomb him right there. Works. It could work. It could work. They say, uh, their tagline is Imagine Greater, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad move, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. SmackDown has, for whatever reason, never really found a long-term uh, network home, so... Uh, overall, I I don't know how much you know how long they'll really even be on Sci-Fi. I would maybe give them a year or two, depending on how the ratings go. Well, you know, I think Trey and I made a good point last night as far as uh, SmackDown is concerned. I still don't understand why USA isn't willing to bring them over and do something with uh, with them on on a Friday night on the USA Network. I'm sure yeah. that you know that would do good ratings for them, but you know. Rather than have it all in, on the one network, it's like let's let's spread the love and do this and that. I just, again, I think USA is tailor made for Raw and SmackDown both, and to not have both shows on that network to me is, I, I just I really don't understand why why they couldn't do that. Uh, maybe it's I don't know what the logistics are, what the technical reasons. It just seems like that would be the perfect fit. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, why rather than two hours of programming, I mean, to cut out the Law & Order uh, reruns for two hours and put SmackDown on, I uh, supposedly Raw is their flagship show, so why they don't do that, I don't know. Oh, now, now, you can't, you can't mess with the whole Law & Order thing because... See, if Trey was on this show, he'd, he'd, he'd be upset if you said that, because Trey is the biggest Law & Order fan that there is. Like, I, I lump him in with the sci-fi fans uh, as far as how dedicated he is to watching Law & Order. That's like his favorite show. So, if you were to replace his show with, with SmackDown, you know, that would probably piss him off, too. So, and again, it's the same demographic here. There are just certain shows that you don't want to fuck with. That's true. Uh, so is there anything else, Pillman? No. No. I think that's it. Okay. I, I think I finally have my co-host on the line. I don't know what the hell's going on with uh, with my PC and Skype tonight, but he's called three times, and every time I conference him in, it's dropped. I don't know what the hell's going on. You guys gotta. You, you guys should uh, review a racing game sometime. Do, or, either of you guys into racing games or no? Um, I, you know what? I play them on occasion. I, uh, I, I don't, I, I like to play them in the arcade more than I do at home just because I, I like the feel of sitting behind the wheel and, you know, actually kind of living the, the moment when you're actually in the car. Uh, and of course I know Pushing they the pedals and shifting the gears. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I like shifting when I'm sitting, you know, somewhere and I can actually do it. I hate shifting on a fucking controller because I never seem to get it right. Forza 3 on the Xbox 360. You guys should review that sometime. Okay, I'll check into that, because uh, I know that's a pretty kick-ass game. I've actually got Forza 2, and like I said, I've played it a Forza couple times. Forza 2 is very kick-ass as well. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Well, thanks, well, for, thanks for letting me chime in. Hey, no problem. Anytime. This, you know you know, this show is fan interactive. I always take calls from you guys. Oh, yeah. All right, buddy. We'll, we'll talk to you All soon. All right, later, JJ. All right. Bye. All right, bye. So I'm going to end this call. And, Sean, try this one more time because I had you and then it got dropped one more time. We'll see what the hell's going on. This is a nightmare for me tonight on this particular stretch of highway. I have no idea what the fuck is wrong. With It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Let me see. What else was of interest? Oh, Matt Hardy is actually injured as well. Don't know how serious it is at this point in time. It could be nothing. It could be something severe. Uh, I guess it's a biceps injury. And if it's if it's torn off the bone, then, uh, well, he's going to obviously miss a little bit of time, which completely fucks him up in the long run. Because if you remember, Matt Hardy's the guy, and guys like Triple H and, you know, The Undertaker taking time off. So... If that's the case, then, you know, he, he's kind of screwed if he's going to miss time. He's obviously not going to be the guy to do that. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I do believe that uh, the sensational Sean has joined the program, finally. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you now, yes. Okay. Uh, I was to say, if I cut out again, I'm going to be seriously ticked off tonight because I don't know what's going on between my, my desktop and my laptop. Something got intertwined. I don't know what the heck is going on. Well, you um, know, I, I have no idea what the hell's going on in general because I keep getting kicked out of the chat room for some reason and keep having to uh, 
to sign back in. I've been having all kinds of issues tonight. I have no fucking idea what's going on on this site. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> it could be a conspiracy. They're out to get us. And speaking of which, next week I'm, I'm going to have a nice little conspiracy clip that I want to play for you guys because Jesse Ventura finally took on a topic that I wanted to talk about, but we'll definitely play that next week. So I'll leave the suspense for you. <laughs> um, well, what's up, JJ? I didn't get a chance to ask you that yet. I don't know, man. The ceiling, the trees, the birds, blue <laughs> skies, clouds. Apparently Zeus. International Space Station. Yeah, the, the International Space Station. The heavens, you know. Other than that, I mean, everything's cool. That's good. Um, well, there's a few things I want to get down to today, definitely, because um, there's some some stuff that came out earlier earlier this week, last week, about four days ago. A countersuit was placed by Activision against Zampella and West, the two guys who left or who were fired by Activision for insubordination. They were countersuit. Um, well, in this countersuit, it di- it displays all this stuff that was going on. One of the things that it says is to slow pre-production of Modern Warfare 3 as leverage in ongoing discussions with Activision. This claims right here that Modern Warfare 3 is in the works. Uh, it's something that wasn't supposed to get out to the public, but it did. So... It has been announced unofficially that Modern Warfare 3 is in the works, that it will be coming out in two years' times. Wow. That's pretty and, big. Yeah, it's crazy. And apparently uh, Activision is trying to get back um, back money and all this to stop West and Zempella from going against the company uh, anymore. Because uh, in another story that came out, where's that? I got it right here. Where's that? Uh, we'll get to that in a second. There's that one. Okay. Um, Wes and Zimpella actually created their own company. Um, that company has been called Respawn. Nice. If I can find the the article, and I've got like five different windows open. Uh, Zimpella, talk about Respawn Entertainment is what they're calling it. Um... They, they started up, and they've had a few people join them already, but not too many people are, are switching over. Uh, word is that a three people just left Activision uh, and are not going to go to Respawn. Well, there's word that two of them may go to Respawn. One, the other might not. It's just one of those things that they're kind of looking at, like, are we going to do this? Are we not going to do this? Um, and as something I talked about before, Respawn Entertainment has, is partnered with Electronic Arts. Oh, yeah? West, West and Zempella were actually in talks with Electronic Arts to go to them to take everything out after Modern Warfare 3 came out. They were, well, they were, they were, they were going to take everything, the engine, everything they had created, and take it to Electronic Arts so Electronic Arts could actually create something on par with Modern Warfare. And then Activision found out somehow, and they fired them. As we as we're at now with Respawn Entertainment and Activision going head to head in court, which is kind of crazy. Sounds a bit crazy. Yeah, it's just 
there's so many things going down, and E3 this year is definitely going to be off the hook with all this stuff going down. Who knows what's going to happen if if Respawn Entertainment's actually going to be there with stuff they want to show, or if Activision is going to try to blacklist them this year. It, there's no telling what um what's going to happen. Um, I don't know if you heard. Uh, I know you got a 360, but uh, earlier last week, something a new game was announced unofficially that was not supposed to get announced until this week. Um, have you heard about that? I have not. What what game is that? Uh, Gears of War three. Oh yes, yes, I I did hear about that actually. Um, it was announced unofficially by a little ticker on the Xbox uh, desktop. Uh, it was not supposed to be there until yesterday, I believe, when they were going to announce it and say, hey, guess what? We got this game coming out. Y'all want to check it out? Um, I had not seen the trailer. Everybody I've talked to has said the trailer looks absolutely crazy. You know what? I've downloaded it. I haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet, but um, I did download it. I'll, I'll probably watch that just in a in a bit. Kind of late tonight for me to watch it and kind of talk about it now. Way to go there, Jeff. <laughs> Where you go, Jackson? Uh, along with that, there was uh, uh, two other games that are announced, but they actually go together. Um, there's a new Pokemon game that has been announced. Um, y'all's kids out there, and possibly some of y'all, including me, might be interested in into knowing what these games are called. Have you heard about that, JJ? I heard something about Pokemon. I haven't um, I haven't done anything with Pokemon since. Uh, oh, let me see. When was the last time I did any Pokemon playing? Oh, I think about two thousand and one, two thousand and two, back when I was dating someone that had a a daughter that liked to play Pokemon, and we'd sit there and play Pokemon tournament on the Nintendo sixty four. Those were good times. Nice. Um, it's going to be called Black and White. They're uh, they actually have new camera angles involved. Um, uh, let me see what the word they use. I think it was isometric. Not entirely sure what the word is, but uh, it's some it's some new camera works or camera camera angles that show basically where you're not from the top, but it's going to be down at an angle sort of. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty good. Um, Joystick's got some new pictures on it. Uh, definitely looks extremely well. Should be. Uh, should be good coming out in 2011. That sounds so, pretty interesting. Uh, Gears of War comes out May 11th, I believe, 2011. And this so, is this is supposed to be like the conclusion to the trilogy, though, right? Like this is the end for Gears of War. That's what they're saying, but we we all know that in video games, there's never an end. I mean, look at Halo. Look at look at Halo. There's some other games out there I can't think of off the top of my head. Resident Evil. Yeah. I mean, that was only supposed to be a trilogy, and they created up to six games. But <clears throat> only three of them are really ma- centered around Master Chief, though. I mean, technically. <laughs> technically, they are, but still, they're they got the Halo name. So. Okay, uh, you've got a point there. I'm, I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> um. This past weekend, if you didn't know, was the last chance to play Xbox One games on live. Um, unfortunately, that's come to an end. No more playing Halo 2 
or Star Wars Battlefront 2 or Crimson Sky or anything like that online on Xbox anymore. So if you didn't get a chance to play it, sucks for you. Sorry. I thought that was done like on the 15th, so we still got like a day or two, right? No, that's uh, that ended this weekend, past weekend. Really? Because I was going to jump on and play some Battlefront 2. I used to love going around as uh, Darth Maul, cutting people up, or I'd, I'd go snipe on top oh, of the okay. fucking buildings. I'm sorry, as, as I'm sorry. It's, um, it is the 15th. A- April 15th. Yeah, so we got we got a couple uh, days. Yeah, they, they updated their uh, joystick article. Sorry about that. No, I, I might actually oh. have to, to go on tomorrow and, and play some uh, Battlefront 2 then, so I can go snipe some motherfuckers on top of the cantina buildings on Moss Eisley as Boba Fett or Django. It's definitely one of those games that we play at. Um, we play during our teen game nights for the library. Um, what else we got, right quick? Uh, Blockbuster has a games by mail thing now, where you can get games by the mail if you if the store you go to doesn't have it, you can get it and they'll send it to your house. That's pretty cool. You know, now yeah. that now that they're they're getting rid of the whole Xbox Live for the original Xbox, and we can no longer play Battlefront Two. Just a thought. Maybe it's time for Battlefront 3 for the Xbox 360 and the PS3. What are we thinking here, people? Um, well, sad news is the company that was working on that uh, went under. Uh, they they had to kind of cancel it, and they, they actually let out some of the screenshots of it. But there's word that they're working on a they're, – they're still working on it. Uh, that another company took over it and started working on it. I may be incorrect. I do know, I believe the company went under that was working on it and somebody else got it. Either way, it's still in the works. Um, it was called canceled, but it was so far along, they, they showed small screenshots of it and it looked amazing. So it's still there, but it's going to be a little while before uh, we see anything else about it. Well, I know Pandemic uh, was the company that was that was that had done the Battlefront games, and then they moved on to the Lord of the Rings series and did the uh, the Lord of the Rings Battlefront game. Basically, I can't even think of what that's called at the moment. I played it and I was not impressed, but definitely didn't have yeah, the same feel as as uh, Battlefront. So, you know, Star Wars fans are clamoring, especially me, because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm still waiting for you know Knights of the Old Republic, which we're not getting. We're getting the we're getting the PC version that's like the the big MMO. But I really think that they could have done a trilogy with that and given us what we wanted. So now we're just kind of stuck with the the Force Unleashed two. Well, word is they are going to work on a third game after they get done with um. The old Republic. Um, there's word out there that they're going to work on the, a new one to appease whatever little groups are going on about everything. I don't know. It's just, it's it was one thing I heard, and then it's like I haven't heard anything else since then. So I'm kind of curious about myself. So true that. <clears throat> and then we'll kill the game talk for tonight. Um, I'm going to go with the first thing because the second one's kind of. One of those that you'll probably go want to go kill somebody at Microsoft for. Um, a new a new Silent Hill is in the works. Uh, a game, not a movie. 
a new game is in the works. Uh, it's being it's being done by Vatra Games, which I don't really know who they are. Uh, it's a Czech company who only credit to a game is called a retro retro game called Russian Attack Expatriate. Never heard of them. If they screw up Silent Hill, I'll pretty much be ticked off for the rest of my life. Now, I'm familiar with Russian Attack. Uh, that was an old arcade game back in the day, and I think it was even on the Nintendo console, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know of this particular iteration that you speak. Yeah, I don't either, so I'm more like, uh, yeah. If, like I said, if they destroy Silent Hill, I will pretty much be ticked off for the rest of my life and will not be happy at all. Um, One final thing... Yeah, one final thing, because I don't see anything else up here except for uh, the PlayStation Move controllers got changed to something different, but that's not really big news. Um, there was a Halo MMO that was in, in works. It had a $90 million budget. It was canceled by Microsoft because Microsoft wanted to be a casual, wanted more of a casual, broader audience instead of the hardcore MMO fans. Really? So, we lost probably, and there's some screenshots of it, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. I mean, this game looks like it could be the WoW Killer, and it was being dubbed the WoW Killer, but they were like, no, we're not going to, we don't want to do this. I mean, the screenshots I see are, there's a screenshot of a guy in a Spartan suit with two swords in his hand. He's, in, he's standing there, like, looking out, and there's somebody behind him. I'm waiting for the picture to come up. But Halo MMO was just one of those things where if they it had come out, Microsoft would have made a lot of money on it. Uh, you know what? I agree. I think that they would have made a ton of money, especially with the, the Halo fan base. I mean, there's so many people that just, you know, think Halo is the... The greatest thing ever, which, you know, again, we need to capitalize on a movie. A movie might be kind of nice, but, you know, what the hell? Yeah, I'm I'm still kind of surprised they canceled it. I mm. mean, they gave it a $90 million budget, and they're like, you know what? We don't want we don't want it anymore. Just throw it away and work on something else, which this stuff's not loading for me, so forget it. We're going to go back to what I was looking at, which I just lost. You know, Pete, um, Peter Jackson has been, you know, rumored to do that movie. Steven Spielberg was rumored to do it. Fuck it, give it to James Cameron. <laughs> give it to Cameron. He'll fucking make it 3D. He'll fucking make it awesome. It might take him 10 yeah. years to make it, but he'll make it. Cameron will. Uh, Cameron will definitely do it. Yeah, the screenshots of this thing look good. Uh, one of the screenshots is a uh, overturned warthog. Actually, two overturned warthogs with bodies laying across, and you're just looking at the entire scene. I mean, that's that's crazy. It is kind of crazy. I still want this game now. Sucks to be uh, you, Sean. Yeah, I mean, Ensemble... Apparently, Ensemble was in the works. And... This was around Halo Wars, so 
they canceled that and told them to go to Halo Wars. So we got Halo Wars instead, hmm. which doesn't really equal out to each other. I'm sorry. I love Halo Wars, but seriously, no, does not equal. Um, that's it for the gaming news, but I did go see Clash of the Titans. Well, hold on, before you get to the Clash of the Titans, there was okay. one more little nugget of gaming that I wanted to kind of talk about. And I don't have the article in front of me, and I want to thank uh, a couple of people. I know that Latino718 sent me something on it, and I know that the Soul Taker sent me something. And it's basically in regards to the uh, the newest wrestling game coming down the pike. Oh, the uh, AAA Lucha Libre game that is going to be yeah. coming out in August, I believe. I believe the release date right now is tentatively scheduled for August 9th. And there's going to be like, I guess, 30 plus characters in the game. Um, that you, I, I guess 10 are unlockable from the start, and you have to go through. And I believe it's only going to be released in North America. So I don't think it's going overseas from what I read. So it's just the U.S., Canada, and, and obviously Mexico. So people in the U.K. will have to order it from the United States or, or whatever. It does have Spanish commentators. It does use the Unreal Engine, which I've seen screenshots, and the graphics are really nice. It kind of looks like TNA Impact, and it, it almost sounds like they're using the same engine that they used for Impact. Upon oh. reading some of the articles... They said that when it's got uh, when you do a counter move, it makes a sound. So if it's going to be done, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, it's not made by Midway. It is made by Konami. So I, I'm looking at giving this thing a chance. I'll probably buy it the day it comes out, just so I can review it. Because I, I collect wrestling games. Let's face it. Doesn't matter if they suck or not. I obviously go out and buy them. I'm not sure if Ted Hart's going to be in this game. I don't see him listed on the roster, but he could be a hidden character. Um, I know Cybernetico, Conan, and some of the others are going to be a part of it, which should be pretty cool. It does have the six-sided ring, as they do have. going to be an interesting little game to pick up, and uh, should be fun. And it does have a Create a Wrestler feature, so uh, rest assured, Santo Loco, when, when it does come out, I will make sure that I make you and have random matches with you against Luchadors. So, it's all good. <laughs> um, Actually, there's a trailer that was released, JJ. If you get a chance to watch it, is extremely good. I've seen it. Um, oh, you have? I've seen it. Which one did you see? Cause I saw the one with the guy one. banging his mask, banging his head up against the locker room. Okay. Yeah, that's the one that's got the gameplay footage in it also. Yeah. And I was impressed. I, I, I really liked what I saw there. Yeah, it definitely looks extremely good. I am, I'm actually going to GameStop here on base uh, this Friday and probably pre-ordering it, so... It's one of those games where I actually just want to go ahead and get it. I actually caught just a little bit on the Fight Network today. I caught a little bit of uh, CMLL and uh, tried tried to watch it for a little bit, but I got so lost because they had like the minis that uh, you know, the, like the Ultimo Dragon mini and and you know the Rey Mysterio mini and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. And I watched a little of it, and Hector Garza was uh, was in some big six man tag, which was interesting, but. Yeah, I did see the trailer for AAA, and it looks it looks good. Like I said, I'll, I'll give it a chance. If I gave Impact a chance, I mean, I'll give any wrestling game a chance, really. <laughs> and it, it's Konami, so isn't that the same company that made, like, Rumble Roses? Yeah. 
It and, is. Uh, they they created Rumble Roses and Rumble Roses XX. And, and I I like the Rumble Rose game. Like I, I don't have uh, obviously the the sequel I had for the PlayStation Two, the original Rumble Roses. And I thought, man, so much they could have done to make that game better. But all in all, it was a decent wrestling title, you know, with all females. I just wish there would have been a, a create your own female wrestler kind of thing to go with it. That would have been fun. Yeah, I haven't played the second one myself. I played the first one, and I have I played the demo for the second one. Um, probably after all these major games come out within the next few months, I'll probably ask for it from uh, Gamefly. But it's going to be kind of a while. It's one of those ones I've got to pick up. Like I said, I do collect wrestling titles. I just don't have that one. I'm still looking for it in the bargain bin at you know GameStop or Walmart. So once once I see it there, it's it's as good as uh, it's as good as mine. Try eBay. Yeah, I don't like doing the PayPal thing. Uh, I don't like getting stuff sent to me. I would just rather go to the store and buy it. Yeah, I can see. But um, Clash of Titans, dude. That was amazing. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. I mean, uh, I know you, you got a kick out of the whole uh, Golden Owl scene. Yeah, I started laughing at so hard in the theater when they said, what is this? And he brings out the owl and the stick. I just started laughing. Everybody's like, what the heck is this kid laughing at? And the girl that I, I took out for a date, she was just like, what are you laughing at? I was like, have you ever seen the original? No. Are you serious? You've never seen the original? No. We're going to watch the original, and you're going to see what exactly I'm laughing about. And we watched the original, and she just started laughing. As soon as she saw the owl, she was like, that's what you're laughing about. I'm like, yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, just one thing really quick. Uh, Latino718 says Konami didn't make the game. It's from some unknown gaming company. Uh, That might be true, but it's actually under the Konami banner. So whoever made it, they're pretty much going with Konami with it right now. You find a name, let us know. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Yeah, Konami published it. Thanks, X, for for clearing that up. Um, no, Clash the Champ or Clash the Champions. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Uh, and that's that kind of brings me to another point that I wanted to make. I was actually talking to Internet Dave about this last night, and I basically was we were talking about TNA. And, you know, how they kind of dropped the ball with this whole Monday night shit, changing their time slot. Because I understand why they did it. They were getting their ass drummed in the ratings. But they should have known that was going to happen from day one. If they really want to compete with Vince on a competitive level, uh, you know, I know they've got this pay-per-view deal that they got to get through. And I don't think they should have a pay-per-view every month. I think they should, you know, kind of stretch it out a little bit. But I would even go so far as to say it's cut the WCW utilized. I mean, they actually ran head to head against Vince McMahon when WrestleMania four was live on pay per view with a clash of the champions. Now, if you want to hurt Vince McMahon, hurt him where it hurts, his wallet. Run a show, and I mean a well booked show, like a pay per view, against Vince for free, especially when it's one of his shitty, you know, doesn't really matter pay per views, not one of his big four. And see what kind of buy rate he gets, and see how many people tune in to watch what you have for free. Just saying. Yeah, I completely agree. I definitely think uh, to to get TNA back on a level where they need to be known, definitely do a pay per view esque um, 
event during a pay-per-view WWE's doing and say, hey, guess what? You've got to pay $50 for that. Well, we're over here doing this for free where you get pay-per-view like matches. So come and watch us and see how much better we are. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the perfect And I don't know what their ratings were for that, but I'm sure they, they did it pretty good. But it needs to be like all pay-per-view quality stuff. It can't be, you know, like stupid, you know, gimmicky bullshit matches that don't mean shit. It's got to be something, you know, that would really... Steve puts on that's not a big yeah, fucking, you know... And paper. try to make it go um, commercial-free. I mean, if they do that, then they'll pretty much be on par with whatever Vince does. Yep, I agree. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. If they do it, they do it. They don't, they don't. It's it's just the, the laws of the business. Yeah. I'm going to, hopefully, if I can get in contact with them, I'm going to try to get this interview with a former TNA star. I have to give him a call and see what he's up to, but uh, hopefully, if he uh, if he's answering his phone at the time, I'm hopefully going to have an interview with Chris Daniels. There you go. For uh, WNL slash SNS, if I can get in contact with him, there's there's no telling if I can get up with him. It's been a couple couple years since we've spoken, so I've got to see if I can get in contact with him. Well, you know, I actually do have Chris Daniels' number. I thought about giving him a call and checking in with him and see how things were going. You know, I've, I've worked several shows with him over the last couple of years, and he was just in Calgary about two years ago. We did a show, and I was still with Stampede. So uh, I've considered that. I, I'd like to start booking guests again for WNL, but the problem that I find, and it's hard for me to relay this to Trey, is that a lot of people aren't up that late at night to do an interview. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'd I'd probably have better luck booking them for Sunday Night Showdown because it's at a decent hour. But, you could always try a um a taped interview, and we could play like that. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's always an option, but I kind of like having the interactivity of the chat room and having people call in and ask their questions uh, to some degree. I, I just think that's that's the way to go. But I mean, it, it, if all I can get is a taped interview out of people, then you know it's it's something that I'm looking forward to. But uh, you know that's that's coming down the pike. It's something that we definitely need to work on here uh, at the network. Trying to yeah, book some guests. A, there's another guy around here. He's uh, he's called his name is Jake Manning. He's uh, he's a pretty funny guy. If if I can get up with him, he'd be a, definitely a good uh, good talk. You'd enjoy uh, talking to him. He's called the uh, the Man Scout. Oh yeah, and his. His uh his character is hilarious. I think I have it on my Facebook. If you ever get a chance to look at the uh, UWF pictures, uh, he's there with the, the whole Boy Scout uh, salute and everything. It's great. Um, if I can get in contact with him, he'd be good. He'd be he he would be a good interview since he was with TNA Stars when they did the UWF trips out and about. So it's pretty cool if we can get some definitely get some good interviews on here. Well, yeah, like I said, it's it's something that I've you know wanted to do. I mean. I was even booking interviews for uh, for that other place when I was over there with them. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. Hopefully we can get something soon so we can definitely say, hey, everybody come listen to us. Yeah, everybody's listening to us already, man. I know. It's not going to make a damn difference. <laughs> um, trying to figure out what was on the mind because... 
Oh, uh, there was uh, a few movies that are coming out, and Iron Man Two is definitely among them. Oh yeah. We will definitely have a review for that when it comes out. I promise you that. It'll be a dual review because I'm going to see that the day it comes out. Well, you you'll see it the day it comes out. I probably won't see it that day it comes out, and I'll probably see it the day the week after. Probably knowing you. Yeah, because I definitely don't want to go sit in a crowded theater with a bunch of Marines. <laughs> oh, come on, Sean. Live it up no. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I walk in. The first thing I see is an M16 around some guy's arm. I'm like, yep, I'm out. See you. Peace. I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, you, you know, it's it's good when you go to a uh, a Marine movie theater because they still have, uh, you know, the, the signs outside that they use deadly force. So make sure you turn off your cell phone and don't talk during the movie. There was a uh, was a re- there was apparently an arrest at the theater on base where some guy's cell phone went off and he walked out into the to the lobby. Some guy went out and punched him in the face, took his cell phone, threw it on the ground, and stepped on it and walked back into the theater. That's nice. I was just, I was just like, "Are you serious? That happened?" He's like, "Yeah, he's down at the brig for about a week now for uh, assault and battery and uh, destruction of property." I'm like, "What? I'm not going to this theater anymore. Forget that." They may be cheap, but dag, I don't get punched in the face. That's awesome. Um, since we're talking about prices for the video games, uh, DJ Hero, uh, with the little scratch board and everything, is now sixty bucks at Toys R Us. Well, that's not too bad. Sixty bucks is a good price for that. I actually thought uh, about picking that up because I could do some serious cool shit with the DJ Hero thing. Yeah, because it's ninety. It's originally ninety bucks. And then they just dropped the price to uh, sixty bucks. I mean, it's definitely something I'd probably pick up myself. I think it'd be fun. I might have yeah, to check that out. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. I'm probably going to pick it up myself if I can get a good paycheck very soon. Um, next week we'll have a review of Splinter Cell Conviction. Looking forward to that. Uh, I'm at, I, I was actually playing while you were talking to Grash about. The sci-fi switch for SmackDown and everything—it's pretty fun so far. I got to give it up. Hmm. So it's going to be—I'm uh, hoping I can do an extremely good review. I may have uh, One Man X come on here and do a dual review with me if he wants. I know he's listening right now, so I'll talk to him about it a little later later on about it. But I'm definitely very interested in doing a review about it. Because it's I, mean, I haven't I haven't enjoyed a Splinter Cell game in a long time I gotta say it so I'm enjoying this one that's cool I you know what I've got most of the Splinter game uh, Splinter Cell games uh, but I am looking forward to this one just just the stuff that you're able to do in this one and and the graphics are just fucking fantastic so yeah, it I'm looks like it's really it compelling yeah I'm gonna say it now the 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 cover in this game is what all games should go towards. The The stealth in this game is the best stealth I've ever played in any game, ever. Um, it's not really saying a lot, but, I mean, it's definitely one of the greatest stealth games I have played so far. And I haven't really played a lot. I don't really remember a lot of the games I've played, so I'm kind of happy with it so far, as is. I think I keep missing phone calls from Mike. Is he calling? I I keep getting this little bubble popping up saying, you know, something's going on. I think Mike's trying to call in, so 
Tell you what, Mike, if you want to call, go for it, and then after that, I'm I'm wrapping shit up. If you got something you want to say, then I'll I'll give you your five minutes. Uh, if he's listening, I gotta say, Mike, before you jump into promo mode, um, good job on Pro Wrestling Rewind this past weekend. Um, it was extremely good. I thoroughly enjoyed the entire Pro Wrestling Rewind, especially Mike's part about Christopher Daniels itself being himself being released. Um, if you get a chance to go listen to that, it was really good, thoroughly enjoyable. Andy and Mike did a great job. Yeah, from what I heard of it, it was a good show this week. Uh, you know, props go out to those guys. So keep up the good work. What the fuck? Okay, this is ridiculous. Sean, are you there? Looks like we've lost everybody once again. You know what it is? I think I'm getting too many fucking people calling on Skype. Something is not right. Something is amiss, ladies and gentlemen. So let me pull this shit up again and see if we can't get stuff going. I can't even pull up my fucking Skype right now. This is fucking awesome. Ah, it's awesome. It's good stuff. You know what? I'm going to play a quick little promo. We actually do have a new program that's going to be debuting uh, very soon on this network. And um, I say very soon. I'm going to use the next couple of weeks to kind of promote it and play promos from it and whatnot. But we are going in a direction. We're going to be bringing another show to this network uh, next month. And so with that said, I'm actually going to play this promo and you guys will get a taste of what's in store for you with this new program. So with that said, here we go. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. My name is The Nemesis, and you're listening to Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexy, with Unplugged. So, what the? Guys, what's happening? Guys. Anyone? Uh, yeah, we got a problem. Dude, what's happening? We, uh, we lost the feed. How can you lose the feed in a recording? Uh, I don't know. You're fired. Oh. Maybe it's just better if we plug it back in then, shall we? Since someone decided to unplug it. Ah, much better. This is Unplugged on Sunday Night Showdown with Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay, with the NXT recap, and Sean, with his video gaming reviews. Touch that plug and I'll oh, kill you. I'm not doing anything. No, I don't care what you're doing, you just don't touch the plug. Apparently, that was just the, uh, the promo for Unplugged tonight. Apparently I don't have the other one with me right now. Uh, but Nim is actually going to be bringing a show over to the network called Tombstone Thursdays. So... That is going to be interesting in its own. Uh, definitely give Nim props in the chat. He's doing a, a lot of hard work yeah, with these promos he's putting together. But with that said, I do believe that uh, the Psycho one... Holy shit, Mike. That's fucking loud. I do believe Psycho Siciliano is now on the line. Welcome to Unplugged, Yo. Mike. What's going on? Hey, bo- hey, JJ. Um, Wow, your Skype, well, Skype is really nuts tonight. All right, I'll try and make this quick. Um, this uh, today on the uh, on Crelly's little Crelly and Evans little site, I uh, put up a column 
basically talking about how the brand extension has basically been non-existent, and I tried to combine the Raw and SmackDown rosters into one, uh, I called it the ultimate WWE roster. I figured it was high time to maybe start talking about uh, going away with this whole thing, considering the fact that Raw continues to get the fours and the threes and then everything else like that, and SmackDown can't seem to keep a home. And uh, with SmackDown going to cable, it's going to make my life even more difficult. Uh, I'm still going to be able to get it, but it'll make it As difficult me, with my. I'm si- keep going. With my three monsters in the background, uh, in the background, causing me grief and aggravation. But be that as it may, it was just something I thought that would be a good little debate tool to uh, use with this new, uh, with this new wor- word about SmackDown going to sci-fi or. Like I call, tried to call it in the chat, so you fuck yourself, network. Um, uh, coming up in October, but outside of that, um, tonight's NXT was about as awful as I've ever seen, and I am so I am in just as bad a mood about that show as you are. I thought it was absolute crap on a on a fucking shingle. I mean. I am, I've been so thrilled that I found this Justin.tv mobile app, so I've been able to actually catch the stuff where, where before I couldn't catch it for, no, for nothing, and uh, I'd be putting myself on a line by uh, going on to a stream on my work computer. And tonight, I had to frickin' turn the iPod over. It was that fucking terrible. Oh, God. No promos tonight, guys. No in-character promos tonight. I'm too fucking pissed off. And it has nothing to do with the damn sh- uh, with the damn crap on NXT. It's just a simple case of it's just been a fucking hell of a couple of days. Um, Sean, thanks for the compliments, even though I know I drive you up a freaking wall and out the door. Um, Crelly, rule number one: never make a mistake that someone as dumb as I have has already made. You wait for the host to introduce you. You sick, twisted son of a bitch. Because if you don't, you get your ass handed to you. That's how it is. That's how it's always been. Point across, all right? All right. Uh, before Skype... Oh, Sean's back on the line. I didn't do it. <laughs> I did, did I it's do okay. it? I did Nah, it. you didn't do it. Sorry, man. Well, i just uh, trying to catch up on a couple of other things. Um, what else is there for me to say? Regal and Regal and Daniel Bryan on on NXT was a two minute squash match. I saw this. I saw them bring those two guys out, and I was like, "All right, it's going to be a freaking tremendous match." Next thing you know, the damn thing's over in a minute and a half. I wanted to throw my damn iPod across the freaking room. I was that pissed off. Regal and Bryan could 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 put on a clinic for twenty minutes, and it would be an absolute gem to watch. And here and. And then we get a one and a half minute squash match. Fucking unbelievable the crap they put on this fucking show tonight. <sighs> hold on, Mike, 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 hold on. Yeah, hold yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. Go on. I'm done. Okay, no, well, just, no, I'm not done, but I'll I'll stop now. Okay, just just listen for a second. Uh, now that I actually have you and Sean on the line, I, I just I'm trying a new concept here on Unplugged, and you guys get to be the guinea pigs. Okay, you're gonna have thirty seconds, Mike. To talk about the subject, and the clock is ticking now. And I think I lost them. 
<sighs> this is unfucking believable. You know what? With that said, I've lost Mike and Sean. Skype is completely fucked. But the word of the night, ladies and gentlemen, is in fact bullshit as it relates to NXT. And that's really all I have to say about that. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Sorry that we didn't get to finish that nice little diatribe. It would have been interesting to, to hear what Mike had to say about bullshit and what Sean would have had to say about his word. But maybe next week, maybe next week, we'll bring this concept back. Because Lord knows, I'm sure we're going to see much of the same with NXT. So with that said, it's been fun, guys. And I will talk to you again. Well, obviously this weekend for Sunday Night Showdown. I'm not really sure if we're going to have a quick pick show on Saturday. I will pass the word on to CJ and let him tell you guys on Friday night what's happening. If we don't do a quick picks on Saturday, we will probably do a one-hour version prior to the pay-per-view on Sunday. So we'll just go extra long for Sunday Night Showdown. But again, I'll let C.J. Bowman know exactly what's going on with that, and he can you know, translate that information on Friday nights. But with that said, I'm getting out of here because uh, Lord knows, I think Skynet has taken over my computer and the Terminators are imminent. So with that said, I'm broadcasting from a nice little basement in Calgary, Alberta. Hopefully I'm safe from Skynet and all those fucking Terminators out there. I'm J.J. Sexay, and I'm unplugging this bitch. Talk to you guys later. Bye. As for me, I'm sitting here completely naked after my bath. I'm just going to enjoy this waterlogged steak. After that, I'm going to polish off an entire bottle of vodka in less than 20 minutes and then hit the town and punch out street lamps with a bat. I'm going to hopefully sleep with the first person I meet. I hope you do the same, even if you're a child or a recovering alcoholic or an elderly person. you got to live life, huh? that sound good? Great. Now you do me a favor. You stay classy and give me a call sometime. I'm at 646-424-9166. Hope to talk to you real soon. Goodbye. Hey, Baxter? Baxter! Oh, oh, that's not Baxter. Oh, sweet Jack Lord's hair! That's a Mastiff! I have to remember to close the front door when I bathe. Oh, that definitely is a Mastiff! It's a monster! Oh, get desperate! Hey! Oh, thank you for listening to my album! Come on, help me! Get this bastard off me! Oh, my God! Help me! So powerful! So strong! The jaws are strong! They're really strong! Oh, it's a beautiful creature, even though it's ripping into my flesh! Help me! Paul! Paul! Get one of my golf clubs! Start beating it over the head! Help me! I'm losing consciousness! Someone help me! Help me!